Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Recorded live. Okay, I want to welcome Central Coastal California. You know, it's interesting. We've got we've got six Californias on tonight, so California is is taking over. I'll tell you. <laughs> and I think this might be Richard. Is this Richard? Okay. Yeah. Um, okay, and now we've got. Miss Freeman, who's just joined us again from Central Illinois, and Miss Freeman, I just uh, I just saw on the news just about right before we came on this call that Illinois very well be the first state to claim bankruptcy in the last ever how many years? Uh, I guess they're in major financial hurt, probably because of Chicago. But uh, we are now live, and I just want to go right into the call tonight. Uh, hopefully, Edward Henry can join us here um, because uh, a lot of what we're going to talk about you can find in his Antichrist gospel, um, especially if you want to look at um, specific chapters uh, regarding uh, you know, I, I just there, there's really not any chapter here that I wouldn't recommend that you you go through. But there are certain there are certain chapters that are really quite good uh, that expose um, this false uh, evangelism. And uh, chapter one is Paul warns about the anti-gospel. And then he goes into the five points of Arminianism in chapter 3. And then he goes into what is actually the true gospel in chapter 6. And then, of course, he deals with this whole issue of free will in chapter 12, born not of the will of man. And he talks about types of religions in the world. Of course, we know that that's works and grace. And uh, that's, of course, uh, in chapter 16. And, you know, 25, free will repentance is salvation by works. And he gets into the Arminian counterfeit Bibles in chapter 31, and he also goes into the whole issue with evangelicals and Catholics together. and uh, But the thing that I really want to focus on, you know, we've, we've talked about the gospel, what is the gospel, and we've heard about it, that it's good news, of, co of course. And um, But the thing to point out is that the gospel is not good news for everyone. 
it is a, a savor of life unto life and of death unto death. And I want to I want to uh, have Kevin start the discussion tonight on this subject of evangelism. You know, a lot of people in the old school Baptist, the Primitive Baptist, uh, Sovereign Grace Baptist camps have I mean, a lot of uh, the Armenians have pointed the finger at us and says we're anti-evangelistic. And that's the only reason why I post uh, our hits on Sermon Audio, because I, I like to answer these charges, these false charges. You know, last month, in the month of May, um, we got reports, you know, and we... We were in 44 different countries that downloaded our, our not only our talk shoes, but our messages. And we were in 40, 47 states, I think, maybe 40. And uh, there was, and I'm not saying that to brag. I'm just saying that we are, we are evangelistic. We do believe in going into all the world and preaching the true gospel to every creature. But anyway... Kevin, I'd like for you to take First Peter four six. First Peter four six. I'll read this, and then I want Kevin to give his comment on this, because um, I think this is. Uh, uh, no, that's not the, that's not it. It's First Peter. I'm sorry. It's Hebrews four two. I had a lot on my mind today. Hebrews four two. And it says, For unto us was the gospel preached as well as unto them. But the word preached did not profit them, not being mixed with faith in them that heard it. And, you know, feel free, Kevin, to go ahead and talk about the contrast between the biblical approach to sharing the gospel and then the false gospel. And then if you would uh, explain to us this verse and what it means to you. Okay. Um, a little bit about the idea of good news. We hear that the gospel is good news. But before that, if we let the scriptures teach us that that all of mankind are condemned already without Christ. If, if Christ were not right. in the picture, that man would all be condemned. So, so the idea of good news has to be to those whom God has favor upon to deliver from that condition of being condemned. And this is how the gospel is not being presented to the people in that way. Uh, because right. then, they then they would have to search and seek after God for his grace and mercy to be shown to them. Instead, they're taught that they have to do or to bring something to placate God. To, and and right. that, Right. That by their choice they're being accepted and not God's choice of them. So it's it's a total backwards gospel that we hear in the churches. And so in my case, and I just thank the Lord for it that that He brought me to the Bible when I'd been away from the Catholic Church for about 20 years. And so I was in the world and I I wasn't interested in religion at all. But there came a time when I seriously thought the Bible may be, be something I need to uh, consider. And so I read it, and when I finished it, I understood that God had an election, that he had people in the world that he was saving, and, and I just asked him if I could be one of them. 
now I was coming to <laughs> you know what I mean I mean yes and, uh-huh. and and so when I went into the churches I, because I wanted to see what they're doing in the churches and I went in all the denominations and I I listened to all of it and I, and I hear some truth and a lot of error and they just don't present the gospel in the way the Bible does because it's good news but yes only to those whom God has shown favor to have mercy upon to save and uh, and and of course when you talk in such limited ways as that people leave because their senses are offended because they they feel that god is fair and he's giving everybody a choice and we and of course that 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 idea of free will is 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 ridiculous adam and eve had free will but when they lost it the whole human race is born without it and the churches won't tell you that either. You, you That's know, a good so. way of putting it. I, I never heard it put quite that way, but I like the way you said that because, it, you know, know, we we are we are taught, you know, all the way from grade school all the way through high school that that all men are created equal, yeah. and are endowed by their creature, creator mm-hmm. with certain inalienable rights, the right for happiness and all this stuff. The, mm-hmm. It's true that all men all men are created. But they're not created equal. <laughs> okay. But anyway, so that's a really good way of, of putting that. Now, I want to welcome Ed to the call. Ed, uh, uh, glad to have you with us tonight. Well, thank you. It's good to be here. Yeah. Uh, I uh, We just kind of just introduced the subject tonight, and I actually was going through some of your uh, uh, things in your Antichrist gospel because they really address... And I think this is probably one of the, apart from the Bible, it's probably one of the best documented books on on the false gospel and false evangelism that I have actually, and I've read quite a bit of books on the subject, but uh, I like the way that Ed treats this. Now, uh, Walter, you were with us earlier, and I know that you talk a lot about revelation. Uh, in other words, things being revealed by the Holy Spirit. We know that's the only way that we can uh, come to any kind of knowledge of faith, um, the faith of Christ that's given to us. Why don't you talk a little bit about uh, what you see as far as the uh, the contrast between the false gospel and the good news for God's people? Are you with us, Walt? <laughs> Yes. Can you hear me? Can you hear? Yes, I can. Okay. Excuse me. Uh, well, that's a, a question that came up to me. I was I was talking to a, a, you know I consider herself a sister in Christ, and, but uh, you know when it comes to uh, when it comes to this free will, uh, this is a this is a dividing line. This is and, and and she said it with herself. She said, and I just I wasn't bringing up free will, but she said this is the most decisive. I mean, this is this when this is thing that just tears everybody up and, and separates everybody. And you know, uh, uh, and, and my answer to her was, you know, you know, you know, you have a free will, but I don't have a free will. You know, in other words, I, I, I didn't I didn't want to be led into the discussion. See, I didn't want right. to be led in to get a to get a response. And, and then she said to me, she said to me, uh, 
because I, 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 I used the word Arminianism. And she said, well, what is your definition of Arminianism? Well, that was another question that I wouldn't answer because I just said, <laughs> I said, I said, I know what the word Armenian means. I know the definition. I know the history. And, um, but, you know, the, the answer to her question was this. This is a little introduction to the anti-gospel, uh, Ed's book, The Anti-Gospel. You know, God's word strips the sheep's clothing from false Christian ministers and exposes them as raving wolves preaching an anti-gospel. The anti-gospel is based on a myth that all men have a will that is free from the bondage of sin to choose whether to believe in Jesus. And you know, it, it boils down to this with me, because I woke up this morning. When I first woke up this morning, I was thinking of this. You know, you know free will is, is man's will. And that's why we, you know, and I, I consider myself no better than any, any, person on the street you know i i don't you know the only the only difference is is i know my, my i don't have a will it's the will of god and and i pray that god writes this and continues to write and walk with me to keep this in my heart because that's the that's what that's where that's what holds you on target is the Holy Spirit writing this in your heart? So anyway, that's my that's is that's uh, free will is is man's will, and, and right and that's right. We, we either follow man's will or God's will. That's right. Well, you know another thing I want to, and I know that you all would pretty much concur with this, but I think um, if we can keep in mind. That God is the, always the the initiator. Okay, God is always the initiator with His people. Uh, we don't initiate because we're dead, like Paul says. We have we we don't have any ability to initiate anything because we're dead. You know, it's um, you know I've often talked about you know when Lazarus. When when Christ said with a loud voice, Lazarus come forth, Lazarus didn't say, "No, I think I'm pretty happy right here. I'm not. <laughs> I'm not going to do that." You know. Now, Ed, I want to um, get your take on this, and then after Ed, I want to open it up to John or Richard or uh, um, anyone else that wants to that is called in that wants to make a comment on this. But Ed, why don't you? Uh, you know, when we talk about evangelism, the Armenian world, they they have those pet verses, go into all the world and preach the gospel to every creature. We are not uh, against that. You know, that's why I share on the fact that I'm not bragging, but, you know, last month or in May, uh, we had sermon audio went in 40, 48 different countries, you know, and a lot of downloads. And... Uh, in 44 states, I think, and um, and that included this talk show program. So we're not opposed to going and tr- sharing the true gospel, but but the gospel, the, our sharing it is not what uh, 
converts or, or brings salvation to anyone. It it brings light and liberty through the gospel. But but in John, he told Nicodemus that the Spirit bloweth where it listeth, and no man knoweth the sound thereof. So is everyone the Spirit of God. So, Ed, I'm going to turn it over to you, and maybe you can just do a, a quick uh, contrast, comparison contrast between the false evangelism and the true biblical evangelism. Well, that's a. Uh, I was just doing a quick word study as, as you were talking. Okay, yeah. um, actually, the 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 um, the Greek word evangelio, I believe, is the word that is translated in our English uh, King James as gospel. Yeah, yeah. If I am understanding that correctly, so uh, this idea that um, evangelism is something that is distinct from the gospel. That is, you do something with the gospel. No. Uh, evangelism is the gospel. That's okay? right. And so uh, when you... And gospel, uh, the word gospel, uh, is literally means God's spell. That is God's word. Yeah. And I, even though, you know... you. People are in good company with Tyndale and so forth to say that uh, gospel means good news or good tidings. Um, and I know Strong's Concordance, uh, they give that, uh, uh, that definition. In fact, I'm looking at it right now, and I, I really uh, – I, I look at Strong's to know what something doesn't mean, okay? <laughs> so uh, I'm, looking at, I'm looking at how he interprets the word that the King James from evangelio to uh, gospel, uh, he said a reward for good tidings. What does that mean? I have no idea what that means. And then he says, second definition, good tidings, uh, the glad tidings of the kingdom. I'm, I'm sorry, but okay, you know, he may be a Greek scholar, but I will tell you that I believe that the English King James is actually superior to the Greek, the original Greek. And I know that people are going to want to say, wait a minute, what are you talking about? You have to go back to the original. No, you don't. Uh, actually, the English gives you a more depth of meaning and more accurate meaning than the original Greek. But getting to my point, <laughs> I, um, I question this idea that gospel is, should be viewed as uh, good news. I think it should be viewed as God's word. And, well, and, and I think it is. I think I think we could say that. Uh, I mean, I think that you would agree with the fact that the gospel, which is the news of why Christ came into the world, he came into save his people from their sins. Um, that you know, we we have this old this this song we used to sing coming up tell me the story of Jesus right on my heart every word tell me the story most precious sweetest that ever was heard the problem is they did you know they 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 didn't tell the whole story they told a partial story and and i think we could say that the gospel is good news to the hearers of the sheep the sheep in other words he says my sheep hear my voice and they follow me 
Okay, so the sheep hear and subscribe and embrace the teachings of Christ. In, in Thessalonians, it says that uh, this is quite an interesting passage, 1 Thessalonians 2 2. But even after that, we had suffered before and we were shamefully entreated, as you know, at Philippi, we were bold in our God to speak unto you the gospel of God with much contention. Okay, so I when I this has been my experience when I'm sharing the complete unadulterated gospel of Christ in a mixed company. In other words, when I know that there's people there that are not God's elect, okay, well, and you, I can't well, you, do it. But you can't you can't know that. You can never know that. Well, uh, that's true. That's a, I'm glad you correct. Let me rephrase that. Who, by their own admission, okay, have have rejected Christ at that point, okay? Yeah, right, right. right. Uh, they have blasphemed his name and so on. When I when I'm speaking, I find there's much contention, okay, and I find that and I, and I that uh, I, I someone mentioned earlier that. Uh, I know it was Walter. He said that you know there's certain people out there that say that Arminianism is the point of division. In other words, whenever you bring up anything related to sovereign grace, whether it's predestination, election, chosen before the foundation of the world, or any of these things, it, it people people say that has nothing to do with the gospel, but it has everything to do with the gospel. Now, there's a lot of people that would disagree with the statement I just made. But the reason I say it does is because we go back to Romans 8, 28 through 32, the golden chain of salvation, and it includes all of the aspects of the gospel. It says that the, those who he foreknew, he also did predestinate. Those he predestinated, he also called. Those he called, he also justified. And those he justified, he also glorified. That's the golden, that's what the old Baptist used to call the golden chain of salvation, okay, the gospel. Uh, Ed, I didn't mean to interrupt you, but I wanted to, to say, so I, I hear what you're saying about the evangel, okay, in other words, uh, the evangelist, okay, or the persons that are out promoting evangelism often are not into uh, doctrine. There's a scripture that says, "Make full proof of thy ministry," and it goes on to talk about to exhort, rebuke with all long suffering and doctrine. And so, as an evangelist, it includes that particular area. And so, I agree with you. I think a better definition of gospel is to to evan to be an ev an evangelist. In other words, to just proclaim, a proclaimer of the truth. Go ahead, Ed. I'll let you finish up there. Yeah, no, no. I, I, uh, I agree with everything you said, and, uh, and, uh, but I will take it a step further. Uh, to the extent that an evangelist um, does not preach the sovereign grace of Christ, um, yes. they're, they're liars. So it's, they're, they're preaching a devilish gospel. And there, the Arminian view is that, and they call us Calvinists, which I have nothing to do with, but anyway, they say that Calvinism kills churches. It neglects evangelism because if 
people are elect, then what's the purpose of of, uh, of preaching? What what are you accomplishing? And and I, I um, you know I hearken to uh, uh, Bill Bright's Campus Crusade for Christ, and I I can remember uh, you know having one of those pamphlets. They were they were all over the place. The um, where you have the picture of the cross that uh, that comes and, and drops in between the the separation of man and God, and and that there's the four spiritual laws. And law one of those four four spiritual laws was God loves you and offers a wonderful plan for your life. Yeah. Well, yeah. that may not be true. God may that not is, love you, and, right. he may, and he may not have a wonderful plan for your life. And mm-hmm. so, but they people should be told that. Um, I, I was uh, I, I was talking with a guy who uh, just the other day um, his um, his religion was Wicca, and mm-hmm. I shared the gospel with him, and he did not take offense. Oddly enough, um, you know he he listened, and uh, I, he actually uh, he uh, he was here repairing my computer, and I, he left with one of my books, uh, but you know he. Um, I, I pray, and I, and I would ask you to pray that uh, that God uh, open his heart to the gospel, because only God can do that. But the only thing I can mm-hmm. do is is spread God's word as as accurately as I can. And I made it clear That's to him. That's exactly right. It, That's you right. know, if God is God, then he, you know, and 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 he uh, is sovereign, then he can save somebody if he wants to, and if he if he chooses to, he can. Uh, you know, and I hearken to again uh, uh, Acts chapter two, where where Peter uh, he preached the gospel. Okay, very interesting. He preached the sovereignty of God, in that he pointed out in uh, in Acts chapter two that Christ was crucified by the determinate will of God. Okay, so it was God that caused it to come to pass in fulfillment of the scripture. Okay, so it was it was prophesied, it was fulfilled, okay? And then when they when the crowd heard this in, in verse 37 it says they were pricked in their heart and said unto Peter and to the rest of the apostles, men and brethren, what shall we do? Okay, so who pricked them in their heart? I mean, these were just words, okay? But something pricked them in their heart. And what did Peter say? Okay, Peter said, repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the Holy Ghost. Okay, uh, and, then, and then he said, uh, he said uh, for the promise is unto you and to your children and to all that are far off, even as many as the Lord our God shall call. So he told them flat out, that the promise is unto you and unto your children and to all that are far off, as many as the Lord you, our God shall call. And uh, with many other words did he testify and exhort, saying, save yourselves from the untoward generation. Okay? Now, they gladly received the word and were baptized. And, um, and it's interesting. In verse 47, it says, uh, having favor with all the people, and the Lord added to the church daily such as should be saved. 
So those right. that, that were elect to be saved were saved. See, the gospel is the election of Jesus Christ. These are things that aren't preached. They preach these four laws uh, that you have to decide. Uh, God's done all he can, uh, and they give all these analogies like, uh, you know, a person's drowning, and, uh, and you, God has thrown you the life preserver, but you have to reach out. You have to reach out and grab that life preserver. If you don't do God's done all he can, now you have to do the last bit, see. It, he's, he's got the free gift. You have to reach out and take the gifts from him. See, all of these, these, uh, uh, these very clever and sophistic, sophisticated and deceptive analogies, which, uh, which play to sinful man, okay, who, who, who likes the idea that they're in charge, that they can do the last step, they can help God out, see. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's so true. And, you know, I was reading a little bit. Michael Smith was was uh, sharing Sunday. BB BB is an old school Baptist, and he made the statement that you know when God uh, God does not offer life, God gives life. And BB said, "Can you imagine the Creator and Redeemer of the universe offering somebody life?" And them saying, no, I don't want it. And that's what the free wills, free willers are touting. In other words, mm-hmm. they, they say, you have the ability to reject life, even if God has died for you, even if he has paid price for your sins, even if he's effectually called you, you can still reject it. No, you can't. Because part of his life-giving uh uh, quickening is that he, he he says he makes us willing in the day of of his power. He makes us willing, and so uh, that's what he did with the apostle Paul. Now we're back to Kevin. And did I hear any? I, I might have heard Chris in the background too. Chris, if you're with us, feel free to chime in at any time. Go ahead, uh, Kevin. Uh, give us your thoughts on this. Well, a lot of pastors today, and you might have heard this expression. They say that God wants your soul and Satan wants it, and it's up to you to cast the deciding <laughs> vote. Yeah, right. And, and I love really, that one. Oh, that's, yeah. hmm. I mean, it empowers the sinner, you know. And, uh, and yeah. even, even some Reformed churches that pastors are saying, and you hear Christian people say, you don't have to include election in the gospel when you're preaching it. Well, you have yeah. to, because if you don't, the sinner's only alternative is that he can believe himself, and if he denies and rejects the idea of God choosing him, then, of course, he has the right to choose God. So he has to be shown immediately that the good news is for those that God chose in Christ to be saved. And that's, that's the right. good news. That's the good news. Without that, without God's electing purpose to choose and save, then man is condemned already. Already. He doesn't have to do anything more. He's already condemned. They, they don't hear that in the churches. But they need to hear it. They do. And, you know, I never, I recently uh, heard a Orthodox, and you're right, Kevin, I heard an Orthodox pre, um, Presbyterian minister say, you know, you don't have to talk about election. It just offends people. Just present the gospel. 
Exactly. Okay. Well, yeah, that yeah. that is the god. That is part of the gospel. Sure. You know, if if a person denies, you know, I'll tell you, when I first heard, I remember the first sermon I ever heard on substitution, which, by the way, included election, and I was, I was absolutely appalled. Because I thought this makes this makes absolute sense. In other words, this is this uh, this gives me an understanding. Of course, we know the Holy Spirit is the one that was working in my heart, but this gives me an understanding of what Christ actually did when He came and died on the cross. He took my sins upon Himself and became my substitute. Right. And see that that you don't hear that taught even in Arminian circles. No, you hear this. This watered down thing that you know, if if you want to let Jesus into your life, come up and sign this card and meet counselors in the counseling room. You know, mm-hmm. it's it's yeah. just it's it's so sad. Um, yeah. Walter, why don't you Walter, why don't you kind of give us uh, your thoughts? I, you talked to this person and and she said, you know, why do you you know she. You were talking about this aspect of free will and so on. Uh, you think, Walter, that I just had a conversation with someone over the weekend, and Ed just made a statement that, wow. I mean, when when I first heard Ed say this, I go, wow, that's really awful strong, man. To call these, well, we first of all, we know that we are all liars. We're all liars. I mean. There's only one that has never lied, and that's Christ. But the Arminians are reinforcing a lie. And when when Ed says that they are are basically, you know, subscribing to devil's doctrines, uh, that is a power. I mean, I used to hear people say all the time, well, you have to give the Arminians some credit. They believe in the death, the burial, and the resurrection of Christ. They believe in the virgin birth. Uh, they believe in the second coming. Uh, they believe in a lot of things, but they don't believe in the biblical way that they're taught. Anyway, Kev, uh, Walter, why don't you address uh, this a little bit for us? Because you've read through Edward's book as well. Well, well, you know, it, it, I'll tell you, it's 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 just hitting me. I, I was talking to my brother Dave today, and we we bring this up off and on. You know uh, that that you know it's it's really um it's really humbling to yourself. I mean, to yourself, yeah. you realize it's it makes you humble when you realize that you know because w- we live in a world today that is so much into self. Yeah. It's there, there. There's so much. There's so much. I mean, th- this is what this is. This is what the world's all about today. Is 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 free will? They, you know, I. But I. But I. I like to say it this way. You know, when I when I'm thinking of free will, I think of God's will and and free will. But yeah, we have a choices. I have a I have a choice tonight whether I'm I'm going to have uh, uh, potatoes or sweet potato, and it's a choice. There's a, there's a there's a when it comes to divine. To, to, to it comes it comes right down to creation because in other words you're you're saying that you have contr- control of creation 
<laughs> you, you can either, yeah. you, in, in other words, and, and so that's really my answer. It's humbling to me because I, I'm, I'm, I'm really seeing wh- why it, 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 you know, and then, and then I also, I, th- this is just a, I forget this is an introduction to uh, Ed's book. It's in, I, I forget where I got it. I think it's, I got it off his webpage, but, but it's, you know, the, he, this is a quote. This is the last part of that paragraph. He says, the Holy Bible, however, states that all men are spiritually dead and cannot believe in Jesus unless they are born again of the Holy Spirit. You know, there, you know, there, there again, if, if we, if God doesn't give us eyes, if we're not born again and we don't have ears to hear, we'll never hear it. You that's know, right. And, you and know, it, can't, like, can't. And the leopard changes spots, you know, that's that's what we're told. Can now those those dry bones in Ezekiel, you know, they they laid there dead. They weren't moving around until the spirit breathed on them and, and they started dancing around. I mean uh now I wanna I want you, to just open the be, go ahead, Walt Jeff, your thoughts there. Well Well, I just wanna say I kinda I I never heard it that that way, but I kinda agree with what Ed said. I mean, it's not good news. It's God's word. That's the good right. news. It's right. God's word. Right. You know, I mean, because they're, they're making a lot of the news up. Yeah, yeah right. it's yeah. fake news. You know, it's the evangelist. Yeah, that's, yes. that's a good one. <laughs> yeah. It is fake good news. <laughs> you know, we have all these Californiaites, maybe that's not Californians, on. And I know that John is called in from Toronto, and I think Richard's with us, and I know that Mark Kennedy's with us. Now, I'm going to throw it open to any of you guys. Just jump in if you have any thoughts on this. John, I'll start with you, John. Do you have any, do you have any comments, John? Can you hear me? Yes, go ahead. Yes, go how's ahead. My voice, how's my voice coming through? It's my first time using this mic. Oh, you're fine. Sounds okay, good. I just wanted to make um, – sorry – I just wanted to make a couple of um, a couple of observations. Uh, recently, I watched a couple of sermons, and the uh, minister made a couple of compelling arguments. Uh, one, uh, let's say, is the born again thing. You're born Bye. first. Sp- f- first, you're born physically, and then you might be born spiritually. Uh, he asks the question, you know, did you have any control over your physical birth? Of course not. So why would you have control over your spiritual birth? <laughs> That's good. If, you're yeah. born, if you don't have any control over your birth, so uh, if it's spiritual, it's God that makes you be born again spiritually. It's not anything that man can do. Uh, the other thing uh, has to do. Uh, the other thing has to do with election. I mean, election. Uh, ordaining somebody to election, God's ordaining somebody to election, is an act of mercy because the same minister uh, makes a compelling argument that if if God didn't uh, have predestination, which is an act of mercy by God because grace is by salvation, if, if God didn't have predestination, uh, which is an act of mercy, everybody would be damned to hell. Not one would reach heaven. That's right. That's those right. Well, that's those. You know. Those are two good points. And to your first point, you know, the uh, the uh, unit the the Unity School of Christianity, which I was involved in for years, eight years, uh, they they dispel your first point by saying you choose your own parents. Uh, 
<laughs> because you choose your own parents, you control your own birth, and because, because and, and then, then then of course they deal they deal with the second birth issue by replacing the second birth with reincarnation. Okay, and you have you'll you'll have multiple thousands of lives. I mean, you can come back as a vegetable. You can come back as a you know anything. And and this is this is where, yeah, this is where this lie takes us. That's why when when Walt said, you know, you're making yourself the creator, your own creator. You're in charge of your own destiny. This is what heliocentrism does. It denies this whole thing, and. Uh, now I want to see Richard. Are you on with us? Do you have any comments, Richard? I know you you haven't been on. Uh, you've talked to me personally, and and by the way, Rosette had a really good uh, fellowship time with your wife Susan. She really enjoyed that, and uh, so feel free to jump in. And also, uh, Mark Kennedy, do you have any comments? Oh, not right now. Thank you. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, can I ask uh, a question, yes, go ahead. How does that sect uh, prove that you can choose your own parents? Just a curiosity. Well, you know, you, there's no way. Look, they were dealing in metaphysics. They were dealing in unreality. Okay. I mean, their whole presupposition was based on on Carl Jung and and all of this other garbage and you know it's amazing how satan had had it had such a a had me in such bondage but god had other other things in mind okay and and snatched me from the, like a brand snatched out of the fire okay um there's no logical uh, rational reasoning for any of that stuff, reincarnation or any of that. It's just like when Timothy McVeigh, right before they gave the final, uh, you know, when they were when they were giving him the shot to take him out, he said, "I am the master of my own destiny." <laughs> okay, that's that's what I point to. That's the irrational thinking that people go through. Uh, to think that they can create uh, that's why you have and, and i'm not i'm not making any political uh i'm just saying that's why you have people like comey making statements that he can he can give memos to a friend at columbia law school and turn it over to uh, the new york times and he can facilitate there being a a independent prosecutor by, by that action you know god was behind the whole Thing. Okay, God was sovereign over it all. And Comey, you know, Comey went to Mass. I saw him go to Mass yesterday, Edward. I guess he's a, a full-blown Catholic. He was there with his father and his wife uh, at Mass, you know. And it's all a work system, you know, is what it is. Uh, and Trump, he's he's all into works. He thinks he's, you know, I saw I saw Trump today on with all of his cabinet, getting his cabinet giving all the reports of all the great things they've done for the country. You know, Trump couldn't take another breath if it wasn't for, you know, the sovereign God, uh, the, the God that raises kings up and brings kings down. And so, um, you know, that's that's the thing now. Uh, I want to try to keep keep in uh, sequence here, um, Edward. Let's go back to you, and, and uh, I want you to just kind of further expand on this 
reality of we we know the history we know we know Pelagius we know down through history what happened we know about the Plymouth Brethren we know about Darby we know about Schofield and Fenny and Wesley you know I was doing a little study on England today and do you know that John in England, there are 23 million people that subscribe to John Wesley's doctrine in England. <laughs> okay, as a result, you know, of coming out of the Anglican Church. Of course, the Anglican Church at one time, uh, you know, they were supposedly uh, well, they were they were Calvinistic, or at least they were re- they held a Reformed perspective, but they had a lot of uh, a lot of false doctrine uh, and sacramentalism and infant baptism and a lot of other things in there but uh but now we let's just come down to where we're at today edward uh this whole lie regarding the free will of man you know when i was at the university of kansas one of the things they really touted and promoted was the humanist manifesto okay which ultimately was to do away with any religion and in other words, religion uh, to them was a was a uh, was a sign of weakness that man doesn't need religion. Well, we know that we have to take whatever the definition of religion is. Many people define religion as man's quest for God, but the reality of it is, I've had people tell me your your Christianity is nothing more than a crutch, and what I tell them is, you're right. That's exactly what it is. I lean on Christ. He is my rock. Apart from Christ, you know, I'm nothing. And so if you want to call it a crutch, that's fine. Because underneath me are the everlasting arms of Christ. But could you kind of give us uh, your thoughts about this historical perspective? Especially, you you see the... The whole Bolshevik, uh, the, that that whole mindset, the socialism, and and that whole thing—it's—it's it's all man-centered. Uh, how does that? How does that? How did Arminianism affect? Okay, and you've talked about this with the Jesuits. You know, how did it affect uh, our history? In our, in our nation, this whole propagation of the free will of man, Edward. Well, that's a that's really an interesting uh, question. Uh, I think we should start with Proverbs. If, if you look at Proverbs chapter uh, fifteen, verse nine, it said, "It says, a man's heart deviseth his way, but the Lord directeth his steps." Mm. So. Mm. God is in control, even though man thinks he is, of yeah. every step that a man makes. Now, yeah. uh, in order in order to control people, they must drive from people's minds and hearts the idea that there is a God. Okay, so atheism is a uh, a necessary precursor to communism. Uh, communism is, is a, um, uh, really a cloak for Satanism. And indeed, mm. all 
all religions, okay, and I, I, I would not consider Christianity a religion, okay, um, but all right. religions, okay, are, in fact, satanic. How do you like that one? So Arminianism <laughs> is satanic. Roman Catholicism is satanic. Islam is satanic, okay? Religion pervades everything. There is no such thing as a secular government. That is a lie that people have been brainwashed into. All governments make their decisions based on a religious philosophy. And so the idea, if they've decided that there is no God in heaven, then they are working for the God who reigns from, I shouldn't say he reigns from hell because he doesn't reign from hell yet, okay? He hasn't been sent there (laughs) yet, but that's his destination ultimately. Uh, so yeah, the the, the, the there there is a great gulf between Christianity and all other religions, and once uh, once people's eyes are opened up to that, uh, then they realize that it uh, everything becomes clear. There is a conspiracy. Okay, uh, any Christian who poo poo's uh, the idea of a world conspiracy. Um, is simply ignorant. They 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 have they haven't learned their lesson, because the gospel begins with a conspiracy. It begins with a conspiracy in the Garden of Eden. It 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 you have the conspiracy to crucify Christ. Uh, there's the conspiracy against the gospel, which is spoken of in the Book of Acts. Uh, all through the all through the letters, it talks about the conspiracy against the gospel. So, yes, there is a conspiracy, and the conspiracy is pointed right at God and man. Communism is simply one aspect of that world conspiracy. Um, and the, uh, those that were behind communism got their philosophy uh, from the Talmud and Kabbalah. Uh, you know, the, most of the people that were behind the Bolshevik Revolution were Jewish who were true believers, true religious believers, in the satanic religion of Judaism, which is nothing but a, a plan for world conquest. So, yeah, it's, um, you, you cannot look at world events unless you look at them uh, with an eye towards uh, what does the Bible reveal about what's happening today. You can't you can't look at a movie without seeing some twist on something that happened in the Bible. I mean, I don't care if it's Star Wars, uh, all the science fiction movies. There's some twist on what is in the Bible, and in some way, they figure out some method of blaspheming Christ, blaspheming God, uh, denigrating the gospel. Uh, you know, the they're disgusting. What's coming out of Hollywood it is a subtle brainwashing. So, yeah, it's from beginning. Well, you know, it kind of it kind of goes back to what Paul said in Second Corinthians. He said, uh, "I'm reading from Second Corinthians uh, 11, verse four. He says, "For if he that cometh preaches another Jesus, whom we have not preached, or if he receive another spirit which ye have not received, or another gospel." which you have not accepted, okay? I mean, 
he draws that distinction, and, and that's what he did in Galatians. He said, there come any unto you preaching another gospel, let him be anathema. Let him be accursed. And well, so, I, I, it, yeah. yeah. I like what, uh, uh, what Walt said. Okay. He said, free will is man's will. I don't know how you could say it any better. I mean, that's exactly yeah. what it is. In fact, uh, and that brings me right back to John chapter 1. Um, verse 13, okay, and it talks about being born again. Okay, it says, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of the flesh, nor of the will of man. So here Walt puts his uh, finger right on the button here, just as God did. The issue is not free will. Free will is a sales gimmick. That's a sales gimmick. Everybody wants to be free, yeah. okay? Oh, because yeah. oh, people think, well, I well, what, I want to be free. No, 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 no. The issue is, is it man's will or is it God's will? That's the issue. And, and I think that's a very um, insightful uh, distinction. And I think we should try to make that distinction. When people talk about free will, I think we should put it in terms of, no, 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 no. The issue is not free will. The issue is, is it man's will? Is it your will or are, or are you doing God's will? Okay. And and the issue in order to do God's will, they've got to read the Bible and see what God's will is for them, and then they have to accept that God's sovereign and God's will is done on earth as it is in heaven. Well, yeah, and you know, Paul says it's not of him that willeth, nor of him that runneth, but God that showeth mercy. Yeah. And also, also we find that this is a scripture that I love. I just I think it can be apropos for almost any situation when you come those who are are trying to to promote the will of man and that is that that he works all things after the counsel of his own will in Ephesians 2 6 Ephesians 1 6 in other words God if you I heard him I heard a message one time I couldn't believe it this guy was touting he was touting that election was only attributed to the who and not the what. <laughs> okay, in other words, he was denying all of God's providence over his creation by saying that. He said, predestination election is only as it relates to the who and not the what. But in the very in the very chapter that he's using, he left out that particular scripture in Ephesians where it says that he works all things all things, not all people, all things, including people, after the counsel of his own will. Okay, and so it includes all things. And that's why when people say, "Are you? do you believe that God predestinates all things? Yes, I do. He, in other words, I don't understand how he does it. I'm not here to, I'm not here to understand that. Uh, you know, Philpot. I was reading Philpot the other day, and he said people always want to talk about God's attributes. God doesn't have attributes. God is. <laughs> okay? In other words, he says, God said, I am that I am. We don't have to talk about his individual attributes. God says, I am that I am. I mean, it's okay to talk about, you know, to try to understand God by looking at different attributes, but the fact is, you know, God is 
who he is, and we can't change it. <laughs> we can't alter it. I mean, the other thing is, uh, and this is the thing that, uh, Kevin, you can talk about, we've talked about in, in Galatians 1, 6, and 7, uh, we, we've used the term gospel tonight, synonymous with this false uh, fake news uh, compared to genuine news. He says, I marvel that you are so removed from him that called you into the grace of Christ unto another gospel. Yes. Which is not another, but there be some that trouble you and would pervert the gospel of Christ. Would that be, uh, Kevin, would that be appropriate to say that those who are perverting the gospel of Christ are those who are, are teaching Arminianism? Well, yeah, yeah, that and any other ism, <laughs> yeah, contrary yeah, to, yeah. to Scripture. But I'm yeah. thinking of, um, you know, uh, so many people today, they, they, they believe that Christ died for everybody, you know, the universal yeah. atonement. But if you look at the scriptures and and look to see when Christ died, he took the sins of his people upon himself, and his people received his righteousness. And then not only only that, but when Christ ascended into heaven, he's making intercession for those people he died for. So if we could only speak the truth to the error that's being talked about out there, and the Lord gives us opportunities and i really believe that the people that come across our path uh, that want to discuss this issue in this depth they, they could very well be delivered having heard us and that's why we preach we we preach the truth yes. in love and uh, and and we let god give the increase and what's happening in the church is the, the pastor is giving a false gospel and then he is playing the role of the holy spirit in giving increase to, to the assembly and to those that come forward. And so it, it's a right. total de- demonic, uh, uh, they're just making noise, I tell people. They're just, they're, and they're singing yeah. and clapping. You know, they're making a lot of noise. But um, uh, the other thing I want to mention is the idea of free will. Adam uh, was born with a responsive nature to uh, obey God in all aspects. And he had the will only to serve the Lord until he fell into sin. But afterwards, he produced offspring that were in the image and likeness of their father, which was Adam, who was now in the image and likeness of Satan and no longer the image and likeness of God. And so we do you are believe, do you believe Do you believe that this is something that I think – and by the way, I, I, don't, I don't make it a point of fellowship, but I think uh, I want to point this out. I think I do not believe that Adam – was created morally perfect, okay? Um, had he been pre- created morally perfect, he would never have had a propensity to sin. No, that's I good. believe that Ad- I, I believe that Adam was of the earth earthy, okay? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And Christ was of the he- heavens heavenly. In other words, they were, yeah. you right. know. And so I I believe that Adam you know, Christ or God said, "In the day you eat of it, you will surely die." So he was, he was proclaiming that he was going to eat of the, <laughs> eat yeah. of it before he did it. 
Wow. And so but, but the only reason I bring that up is there's a whole camp, and especially the Reformed people, they try to say, well, you know, Adam uh, was was perfect and righteous and everything else uh, before he sinned. And I don't believe that. I believe that he was uh, he was created such that he would fall. Yeah, I believe that too. Uh, yeah. 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 yeah, so, so that leaves that's, him that's, short of of what Christ is in his perfection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. One, one other question, and I'll throw this open to everybody because I'd be interested in you know we can go in in logical sequence, uh, you know, and Kevin since you're doing it, and then we'll go to Walton and to Ed, uh, but I'll throw it out to Kevin first. There's a passage in Revelation 14:6 that I find just really interesting. Um, Fourteen and, and I don't Revelation fourteen six. I'll I'll read it for everybody. It says, "And I saw another angel fly in the midst of heaven, saying the everlasting gospel, to preach unto them that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people." Now I don't want to get into eschatology, but here's my question: It, it appears if I and I, I've been accused of taking scripture too literally. You know I. Like like Walt says about himself, I don't have the I don't have the the brightest light bulb as, as some people have. But but it, it appears that there's going to be a time. This is I take this literally that there's going to be an angel that's going to be proclaiming the everlasting gospel to all the people that dwell on the earth and to every nation and kindred and tongue and people. Mm-hmm. Uh, Anyway, Kevin, what are your thoughts on that? Well, uh, well, I'm not I'm not an expert, but my first thought is that God has given the saint the gospel to preach. I don't think the right. angels are doing that. Uh, uh, but it, you know, it says here another angel fly in the midst of heaven, having the everlasting gospel to preach. Yeah, I, I, I I'm going to read what Alfred Chomp had to say on that. In his book. <laughs> Okay. Yeah, I'm going to look that okay. one up. Yeah, yeah, I would be, I would be really interesting. And and you know, I, I don't, you know, on these things that we're not clear on, that you know, we can mm-hmm. learn from each other. Sure. Uh, what do you think about that scripture? Well, I, th- I think that the church has the gospel, and we preach it. Yeah. Now, I think in the book of Acts, Paul made a statement somewhere that the whole world had heard the gospel. Yeah, he did. In fact, I saw that earlier today, and I was going to bring that up in conjunction with that particular passage, uh, and I will try to find that while... Now, let's go to Walt and get Walt's uh, perspective on this. Walt? well, I, I'm I'm going to pass on this one. I I, I, uh, I don't I, re- I don't have a comment on on this. That's all right. That's okay. I understand. I, and uh, now I'm going to go back to uh, Edward. Edward, have you looked over that passage, and do you have any thoughts on it? I have not, and so I will have to. Um, you know, uh, 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 it's it's always best to be slow to speak when you don't know what you're talking about. So yeah. I I uh, am not quite clear on what that means, so I don't know. I'll have to do some more study and prayer over it. I don't know. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, that's that's kind of where I stand, too. That's why I brought it to the fore, because I thought maybe other people 
Now, 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 by the way, this is quite different from what you'll hear from pastors and churches. Oh, they'll just pontificate and come up with something. Well, I'll right. email you. I'll email you, Larry, what Chomp has to say okay. on it. Yeah. Okay. Um, and I'm trying to find that passage that you were alluding to because I had seen that earlier, um, and it's really a very interesting passage because it talks about uh, that the gospel to all to every man under heaven or something. I'm looking it up now, but well, Paul did um, say something uh, on another um, in another spot, uh, talking about uh, that when he leaves that uh, after my departing shall grievous wolves enter in among you, okay? Yeah, and then he makes an interesting point. Therefore, watch and remember that by the space of three years I cease not to warn every night, every uh, everyone night and day with tears. And now, brethren, I commend you to God and to the word of his grace, which is able to build you up and to give you an inheritance among all them which are sanctified. So it's the word of his grace that builds them up, that builds them up. See? Uh-huh. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Oh, here it is. It's in Colossians 1, 23. Um, and this is an interesting thing. Uh, you know, it seems like somewhat a conditional statement, but you have to read all of you, you can't take this one verse out of context because Colossians, the first chapter of Colossians, is probably one of the most uh, sound doctrinally in, in terms of showing that, that Christ is over all things, he created all things, and so on. But in the 23rd verse, he says, If you continue in the faith grounded and settled, and be not moved away from the hope of the gospel which ye have heard, and now here's what, here's what I think Kevin was alluding to and which was preached to every creature which is under heaven, whereof I, Paul, am made a minister. Wow, now that's interesting. What do you make of that? <laughs> well, I'm going to be never I've read that before, but it's like so many passages you, you read and stumble across and just keep moving <laughs> without yeah. fully understanding what you're reading. And I still don't understand it even now that I read it again, But but with everybody here, Maybe there's an answer to this. Well, you know, I I do believe that however God preaches or however he in other words, I believe that every person that ever was born and I believe this is what he's saying here, every person that has ever been born has been preached the gospel. Okay? Uh, and, and because there's another scripture that says that the gospel, and I'd have to look it up, but it is it's it says it's a savor of life unto life and a death unto death. In other words, it it has a a twofold approach. Um, the elect run to it and embrace it because they have life, and the reprobate reject it. You know. And so I think that's what that's my take on that. Uh, and I'm not well, saying I'm right. I'm just well. Let's look at that parable in Matthew chapter 13, where he talks about sowing the seed, because that yeah. may give us the answer to this. 
because yeah, isn't because that really? Yeah. Um, yeah. We might find an answer to this there. Let's see. Uh, a sower went forth, and when he sowed seed, fell by the way, okay. Okay. Just speed reading through here. Yeah, some of it fell on good ground, and some of yeah. it didn't take root, and some of it sprung up, and and you know, and he said some of it was taken to be, I think, thrown away. And you know, there's a there's a song that goes along with that passage, and it's. Um, what is that song, Rosette, that we sing uh, uh, around Thanksgiving's time about the tares and the wheat? Come, ye thankful people, come. And if you if you ever read that original, you, Rosette, hand me that Primitive Baptist hymnal because this goes back. Can you look that song up for me? Uh, but it's taken at the original version of that song, Come, ye thankful people, come, was written you know, and it's in the Primitive Baptist hymnal. Of course, they've cha- they changed a lot, but it's taken from where Ed Henry is reading there in Matthew. Uh, and I'm going to read you the one verse here because it, it goes right along with what Ed is talking about. Uh, Rosette's looking it up here. Is it in Mark also, Mark chapter 4? Let's see, Mark. Because I'm trying to get a um, an, a sense of whether the soil is the entire world. Um, well, listen to this. Listen to this verse. It says, um, "Come, ye thankful people, come, raise the song of harvest home. All is safely gathered in ere the winter storm begin. God, our Maker, doth provide for our wants to be supplied." Come to God's own temple, come, raise a song of harvest home. All the world, (laughs) this is good, all the world is God's own field, fruit unto his praise to yield, wheat and tares together sown, unto joy or sorrow grown. First the blade and then the ear, then the full corn shall appear. Lord of harvest, grant that we wholesome grain and pure may be. For the Lord our God shall come, and shall take his harvest home. From his field shall in that day all offenses purge away. Give his angels charge at last, in fire the tares to cast. But the fruitful ears to store in his garner evermore. Isn't that interesting? So he's showing reprobation right there in that. He's showing the two seeds, and he's showing... He's showing the elect, the seed of Christ, and he's showing the reprobate, those who are to be thrown in the tares, you know. I think and I the, think that's kind of... I think the parable of the seed and the sower is, is the individual heart and the condition yes. of it. Yeah, I think that's how that yeah. is. Yeah. Well, very interesting. Well, I didn't mean to get off on a tangent, but uh, I think that that's really the crux of what evangelism is. It's sowing the seed. Okay? Yeah. It's just it's just like sowing the seed. Some of it's going to fall on good ground. Some of it's not. Yeah. Some will take root. Some won't. 
And we know that in John 6, he says that all that the Father has given me will come to me. Mm-hmm. And all that come to me, I will in no wise cast out. And he also says in John 6.29, I love that verse, John 6.29, um, this is the will of the Father that they believe on me. Okay? In other words, you know, this is the work of the Father. Let me get that exact quote, John 6.29. But see, that you never hear that taught in pulpits. You never hear that proclaimed because it puts it, it puts it puts it in its proper order. Uh, let me find that real quick. John six twenty nine. He says, um, John six twenty nine. Jesus answered and said unto them, This is the work of God that ye believe on Him whom He hath sent. It's the work of God. It's not the work of man. If we have any belief, if we have any faith, if we have any anything, it's all because, and, and like Walt says, that's what's so humbling about it is to realize that we have nothing to claim of ourselves. You know, it's, it's all of God. Well, you all really enjoyed tonight's discussion. We've been on for almost an hour and 30 minutes, and I think... That's a good time frame for this um, dialogue, about an hour and a half. I think if we go much beyond that, you know, if we can't say what we have to say in an hour and a half, (laughs) there's something wrong, you know. Um, But anyway, uh, uh, I'm going to just – Edward, do you have any final thoughts about tonight's – any final things about evangelism and and, – you know, the Christian, the biblical perspective of how we should pursue this evangelistic outreach. <laughs> well, I mean, it, 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 we have an obligation to preach the gospel, but the, the gospel must be preached as the gospel. If it's, yes, if it's, that's uh, right. If it's not uh, the gospel, then it's, it's a lie. And people right. who lie to other people, um, that, that's, that's deception. Uh, and so much of what you see and uh, and hear on television on the radio is is deception. It's another gospel, That's right. which is not a gospel at all. That's right. right. You know, you made a statement earlier, and I was thinking about this today before you even said it. I was thinking about, um, you know, and and the reason that I probably spend more time on Arminianism than Roman Catholicism and all the other isms and religions is because I came out of it. But, you know, everybody that upholds the free will Arminian gospel, um, they are embracing a lie. They're, yeah. they're embracing a lie. And, and their whole life is mirrored after the lie that they're embracing. You know, it has it has implications all the way down through the other areas of their life. And uh, anyway, um, Kevin, do you have any final thoughts about evangelism before we conclude the broadcast well, tonight? Yeah, I would share this. There may be somebody in the audience that would get a benefit from this. But I watch the Jimmy Swaggart show on television. He has his own channel, and he has good music, and I like to listen to the music musicians, singers, and everything. But he has a Bible, 
and he has a commentary, and he comments in red letters in his Bible commentary. And in the passage in Romans where it says God will have compassion on whom he wills, Swaggart puts in at the bottom of that in red letters, he says, God has compassion on those who meet his conditions. And, and I oh. thought, what a damnable lie. What a, and I thought, oh. but I just would warn anybody, you know, you have to be able to separate what is useful and, and what could be profitable and soothing you and, and giving you some truth, truth from the scriptures and the songs, but you have to separate uh, what these preachers are saying. As opposed to oh, that's that's a good point. You know, I mean, it's like we know that none of us can meet the conditions. You know, right? Exactly. Only, exactly. For only Christ perfectly fulfilled sure. the law, and yeah. that's a good point. Uh, Walter, I, oh, go ahead, go ahead, Kevin. Go ahead. I didn't mean to interrupt. Go ahead. It completely denies the sovereignty of God in election, so, so yeah. it automatically gives the choice to man, which God won't have it. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Well, we're coming down, Walter. You're, uh, I guess you're, you're on the, you're the final, final finale here as we wind down. Do you have any final thoughts uh, before we conclude? Well, I think we are, we are have to at this time, and uh, we have to live in 2017. And uh, in other words, uh, because you know, in other words, things that. Um, the gospel never changes, but uh, the the world is what is what changes, you know. Uh-huh. And and also Arminianism, you know, markets. You know, if you find yourself real popular, you know, and you're and you're and you've got a a big following, you have to double. You're going to have to double check yourself because. You know, the truth does not just doesn't gather the the, the mob. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Yeah. yeah, broad is the way that leads to destruction. Many that find it narrow is the way that leads to life eternal, and few that be to find it. And the only ones that are going to find it is the ones that have been found of God. They've been called of His. <laughs> You know, I heard a guy, I thought this, I'll just share this one last thing. I, I really liked it. I heard a guy, he was doing a message on election, and I'd never heard this before. But he said, you know, people make election really hard. He said, it's really simple. Election is God's selection. <laughs> and I like that. I like and, that. You and know? you know, that, that automatically proves reprobation, too. Because yes, if, it does. If he hasn't elected to save you, then he's automatically elected to damn you. Yeah. That's right. That's right. Yeah, that's uh, that's the that's that yeah yeah. That's yeah, a very good a, point. But they call you a, a double predestinarian, though. They give you a oh. bad name. Oh, oh yeah. Have, <laughs> yeah, they have a they have a bad label. Uh, it's some pejorative for everything. Every mm-hmm. every Bible doctrine they have a pejorative for. It. That's right. Yeah, you're you're an antinomian, superlapsarian, double predestinarian. Right. Um, you know, <laughs> uh, yeah. It's just never ending. Well, listen, I appreciate everyone coming on tonight and sharing, and uh, I look forward to the next broadcast. And um, I hope you all have a blessed evening. And I thank thank you all for joining us. And uh, 
I hope that uh, this has been edifying. So with that, I'll say good night, everybody. Good night. Good night. Good night, brother. Good night. Yeah, good night. Good night.
Hello? Hello? And your number's not available, so if you get disconnected, please call me back, okay? Hello, John? Brother John? Options. Swap. Options.
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.